Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Emily. And this is Sandra. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Okay, so welcome to today's new episode, The Brace Bridge Dinner, one of my favorites. Um, so as a general warning, I had dental surgery this week. And so my voice not might not be completely clear, or I might mess up and say wrong words. I am sorry. There is a missing tooth situation. <laughs> so uh, because of that, I'm supposed to be doing this summary this week, but Emily has very graciously decided for us to switch, um, or has allowed us to switch. So this week, Emily is going to be doing the quick summary. Yay! And she told us beforehand that she prepared for this. I did. So hopefully some redemption from last week. (laughs) (laughs) I did pretty well. So I'm hoping that you can also step it up this time. All right. She's got a timer on the screen. Three, two, one. Lorelai and Rory build a snowman. Some big group has bought out the entire inn for a fancy middle medieval experience. Chris wants Rory to spend the night over her Christmas break, and Lorelai does not tell Rory. Richard is still in a terrible mood from work. Bracebridge group is snowed in. Oh no, but it's paid for, so Laura's gonna invite the whole town, all 30 people. Rory wants to invite the grandparents to dinner. Bracebridge internet. Yay, Paris shows up. Lorelai gets sleigh rides for everyone. Liz doesn't want Jess home. Richard has retired and told no one. Emily is pissed, but they do reconcile. Lorelai freaks out over Chris's offer. Rory doesn't give an answer. Dean sees a little something between Rory and Jess. Hey, hey. Jess destroys the ringer snowman. Oh my god. Oh my god. That Damn. was so fast. <laughs> there was, was so much crazy. information. <laughs> oh, this is what happens wow. when I prepare. Wow. I I'm just Definitely no have, point. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say. You hit everything. Oh my gosh. You even hit Paris. I I did. I almost hit the um Mrs. Kim line of people have too much stuff. <laughs> and I had that in there, but then I timed it. And I was like, no, that line needs to go away. It's completely unnecessary and unfortunately kills my time. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's start this discussion. The Bracebridge Dinner. Um, it's the 10th episode of season mm-hmm. two. Yes. Yep. And we and it seems like a fan favorite. Lots oh, of yeah. people are excited that we were recording this today. I'm not going to lie, guys. I've seen this episode many times. I love this. And it just, holds up. It's yes. like a fun... It's not necessarily Christmas, but, like, a good, fun, winter, snow, like, cozy episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, there's not really anything bad that happens. 
I don't feel and like. And I love that it focuses around, like, this one event. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these episodes stretch, like, multiple weeks and they're cramming so much in. It's nice to, like, settle down and just be in, like, one place and time I for agree. one episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what probably takes place over, what, two or three days, maybe? Well, we start the episode um, building snowmen or snowwomen. And, Snow um, Bjork. <laughs> Snow Bjork. And there's, like, a tryhard included. Ugh. He's an artist. Everybody hates on this guy, but he is he is truly sculpting He's his power snow. buffing. I don't disagree with you, but like he's a ringer. You know he what? He's been brought in. Oh yeah. I really like the panda. I don't know if you guys noticed, but someone made yeah, a panda. There were some really cute, cute ones. Yeah. A couple of times they talk about how like theirs is the obvious winner if this guy isn't around. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. I would argue there are some other good ones in the background, too. Yeah. Like, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but, like, it's a pretty average snowman of what you guys got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole Bjork thing is pretty fun, but yes, we'll get it to it. Well, um, the girls are talking, and, and winter break's coming up, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, Paris is Paris and has assigned a double issue to be which should done. not be surprised yeah and yeah. um rory has to help edit and like god don't you remember being in school and having a break but it's not really a break like those suck Nah, my school didn't give me that much homework over breaks oh maybe it was <laughs> yeah just me. me either maybe it's more of like a private school thing oh man mm. i've had breaks where i had to go into school oh uh, yeah. no yeah. no thank yeah. you i had one class that I remember I did an AP US history class and I had to pick one of like 10 books to read over the summer before the class but like it was one book oh I always had summer reading did you guys not have summer reading no I didn't have summer reading what happens when you get a poor education (laughs) no 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 no. it's just what happens when they try hard intelligent (laughs) well-educated women let's be fair i went to three separate high schools i probably wasn't out of school long enough to get (laughs) break homework (laughs) well regardless um bjork gets decapitated the snow woman bjork not the real one Mm -hmm. and um, the girls got coffee because honestly i would give up too (laughs) i mean it's a head be hard to yeah Mm -hmm. well you're already demoralized by the Scrooge next door. Next yeah. snowman over. It is Scrooge, right? <laughs> it's definitely Scrooge. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, um, we go to... Speaking of Scrooge. Wait. Which one is Scrooge? Michelle or Rune? Hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a Scrooge off. You know what? Michelle's doing his job. He He's is, doing yes. like a really yeah. good job. Rune is mm-hmm. the one does not doing a great job. <laughs> Rune is... This is like Return maybe the, the only yeah. This is maybe the only episode where Rune is like entertaining in any way. Yeah. Um, and that's like towards the tail end of this episode. But this scene drives me nuts. Rune is trying to dust a picture frame by jumping and dusting as he gets to the top of his jump, like a child. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> doing that as a child when my dad told me to do something. Now. As an adult, who I can only assume is close to the same age as Rune. Oh, God. If I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming Rune's in his 30s. No, I... He's a rough mm, 30s. Yeah, he's a rough 30s. <laughs> yeah, I don't Maybe Anyway, as an adult... He's probably 30s. If I'm too short for something, I get a step stool. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. you know, 
I don't have that problem. Take it off the wall. (laughs) I will never have that problem unless I'm a whopping five foot three and proud of it. So (laughs) because my five eight girls five foot one. I was five foot one at one point. So for a long time. Anyway, um, we have a really cute Suki and Jackson scene revolving vegetables (laughs) because it's Suki and Jackson. I well, specifically mushrooms, yes. which are a fungus. Oh, not a vegetable. Well, you know. Not a vegetable. I, I just love Suki going through the list of different types, and then he, she gets to one, and Jack's like, wait, I don't have one. I don't have this one. I made it up. It's a test. You passed. She's so happy yeah. about it. <laughs> and um, Lorelai comes in and announces that the auditions are starting. Mm-hmm. Right, and just mm-hmm. real quick about the auditions, right? Because there's other things in this scene. Those auditions were awkward as hell. Yeah, they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially the harpist who had to sit there and listen to the entire ordeal, waiting for her opportunity. And this also brings up the question of, where is Drella? Right? That was yeah. You guys have a harpist. That's literally the first comment I made on this episode is, where is Drella? Like, but we haven't seen her in season two, no. so... <laughs> and I mean, Drella's... Alex will show up later on in the series on and off, but... Yeah, I was going to say, Alex Drella is again. being a mom on Family Guy. It, oh, yeah. yes. I think we're done with Drella. I don't think mm-hmm. we see her anymore. We see the actress yeah. elsewhere, like you said, but Drella mm-hmm. herself is gone. Um, okay, but the harpist got the job, so good for her. And the whole reason they're auditioning is for the Bracebridge dinner. Mm-hmm. Which is going to be this big medieval old english affair with costumes mm-hmm. and period food and everybody talking in old english and it's supposed it to be for like this fun. like this seriously rich group that's coming oh it has and to they've end. bought out the entire yes. inn they are paying for everything didn't like they say at- they're coming in a private plane yes they coming did. in a private jet yep and i'm assuming if people are paying that much money she should have gotten better than rune oh yeah you know what i mean the fact that rune is like a character that has lots of lines which happens later like no hire an actor fly somebody in from new york you know like come on i'd even say put kirk in that role you've hired him elsewhere kirk would have been been great in that role yeah kirk was trying so hard honestly but then Rune was a little further away from guests, which is probably for the best. Well, you're not wrong there. Um, but speaking, of, so the harpist, like, she gets out, like, three notes before Lorelai takes a call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is, first off, rude. <laughs> Secondly, it's not even a business call, right? It's a personal call. Yeah. yeah. And it's Christopher. Mm-hmm. But she's excited. She greets him very happily. Sure. She's very nice. Mm-hmm. Christopher wants Rory to come spend, what, one night? A couple of just nights? Just some time. He just wants her to come visit, mm-hmm. and he's never, like, again, will never defend Christopher, but I see where he's coming from in this, and he does seem to have good intentions. He's in a place where he can host her, and he would like to try. The implication is that she's never stayed over. Never. Yeah, ever. the night at her father's house. Yeah. But now she is because Christopher has a new girlfriend that he wants to impress. Yeah. And a little bit more stability. He has a guest room 
Because that's one of Lorelai's questions is like, do you have a place for her to stay? By the way, guys, uh, one of my favorite lines ever, uh, and it's a Christopher line, which is crazy, but he says, where are you? Heaven? Well, the harp goes in the background. <laughs> the in the I background. laugh every time. Yeah. I just think it's so Also, good. there was nobody else there to, like, there were just the two flute players or recorder players. And they both got hired, and there was the one heart person. Can you imagine going to that audition, playing your three notes, and then having nobody else there? What if they'd said, no, we don't want you? It was just like, so disrespectful, honestly. It was then so disrespectful. Then you just assume somebody else is coming at a different time. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go with the awkwardness of, hmm, we don't <laughs> want you. You can, Oof, you can go. You know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to call Drella instead. But they are really putting in the work for this performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are, there's going to be full costumes. It seems like they've hired extra helpers. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. like, all of the servers are going to be in full costume. Seven courses. In oh, the gosh. previous scene, Jackson also got roped into being, like, the title character of Squire, Squire. Brace, Brace, Squire, Brace, Brace Squire, Bridge, yeah. which we'll talk about later. So, yeah. Because he fits the costume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also because he's really good in you know this what? role. Jackson he is, is really fun. good in this role, yes. I love some, like, just the facial expressions and his lo- him lounging at the head of the table. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Well, before we get there, we go to Friday night dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, it is super quiet. It's almost depressing. At this dinner. To the point yeah. that Rory looks at Lorelai and makes a little, like, talk motion with her hand, like, mm-hmm. trying to get Lorelai to say something, anything. Because anything has to be better than this super awkward silence. Richard's having a horrible time at work, and he just straight up leaves the dinner, right? He's mm-hmm. miserable. He's miserable. And Lorelai shares an awful story of just, oh my- like... Oh, one time he was wearing a big suit and to cover yeah. up the fact I that told he had him gained he was some fat. weight. And I told him he was fat. Well, maybe not perceived slight. A blatantly obvious insult, Lorelai. That's, yeah. that's what, what that actually was. What was that, Lorelai? And what's worse, I've, uh, I've watched A Year in a Life recently, right? And uh, this is not going to be the last time Lorelai does this. A scene like this, an inappropriate story about her dad, and I just think, um, yikes. That's all it I think. It always makes yikes. me think of the final story that she tells about yeah. her dad, though, and I'm like, at least she has a redeeming end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the moral of this story is Richard is miserable. Yep. So miserable to the point that, like, even... Lorelai recognizes it and it's also bringing Emily down because she just like can't can't what do you make do? him happy like she tries when we do the um debutante ball like he's just beating her down can't you know canceling all these events and basically ruining I don't want to say ruining Emily's life by any means but making things more difficult for her mm-hmm. and at that point really what do you do because if you cancel everything like he wants then you're falling out of your obligations and not fulfilling things but if you go and do all these things then you're just going to get yelled at all the time so like what do you do i don't know and i feel for emily because like emily and richard are our team right mm-hmm, except mm-hmm. they're starting to get bumps in their team um ship 
let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't know. Episodes where Emily and Richard fight and, you know, in season five, I believe, when it gets, like, real big. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Those are some of the heart, most heartbreaking scenes for me. Yeah. We have one rather heartbreaking scene, for me anyway. Or at least I just think Kelly Bishop did a really good job with it. But we'll discuss when we get there. But going back to this episode, we go back to the inn and Suki's talking to the actors. And, you know, first off, Kirk is on the tiniest but thickest computer that yeah. was a 2000s laptop that's just what <laughs> and they i will tell like you back there, there are some like government employees especially the more like rough and tumble ones who still have computers that look like that <laughs> and kirk is driving suki mad with his oh, typing yeah. and apparently he can type like 200 words a minute to be typing out literally every word that yeah. she says good for him maybe he should be a stenographer right. add it to his list of jobs yeah well, she's telling the actors, like, stay in character, here's how to talk, uh, mm-hmm. Rune is being awful, of course. Rune is being awful, and I'm glad that Jackson, like, tells him to knock it off, yeah. because Jackson is the reason we have the Rune problem. Yeah. It's because Jackson can't stand up to Rune. I think he's yes. finally gotten over him. Yeah. I-, I have in my notes, I don't want to waste any time on Rune in the fashion portion, but, like, Rune is just such a sad, beige little man. <laughs> like, his entire outfit Rune. is, like, a sad, sad beige. beige man. <laughs> I mean, that comment makes it worth it. And, like, I wrote that in my notes, and I was like, ugh, I don't want to bring up his clothes in the fashion. But if that's all we just- say... About he does not take this job seriously oh, no. until Lorelai comes in with some bad news. Yep. And um, unfortunately, the rich people, I think they mentioned a name, but they're snowed in. They're in Chicago. Yeah. They are not coming. Nope. And Suki yeah. is mad. She is She's mad. Yeah. I mean, all that work. Yeah. And Rune's comment is like essentially like, so does that mean I'm not getting paid? Which, you know, we later find out that everything was prepaid, mm-hmm. so they haven't lost any money on this. But I'm sure for all of these actors and servers they brought in, they're like, oh my gosh, did I lose out on this big high paying job? No, nope. but we'll That's get good. to that. <laughs> we go over to Luke's where Suki mm-hmm. and the girls are having dinner, I suppose. First, I know we're going to get into fashion later. But, like, mm-hmm. Suki's outfit is I don't atrocious. know. I looked at that. I looked at that for so long. I don't understand what that garment is. It's, like, I'm, it deserves a up- spot in the podcast, like, in the discussion, main discussion, because yeah. what the hell is that? It's, I mean, is it a cloak? It's is fuzzy. Is it a cape? Well, I mean, it is, looks like it first connects thought- over her neck, like a cowl. Like exactly, it's got a cowl like neck, but then it's open, <laughs> and, and then, then it's, it's got... argyle. There's, I well, feel the like that's shirt a shirt is argyle beneath. beneath. Yeah, but the whole combination is just awful. Like, I wish we would have seen her stand up to like see the whole outfit. Yeah, that would have maybe helped. <laughs> I just, I imagine that it's like a weird peekaboo cardigan with the entire chest open and a cowl neck. Um. I did not love it. I can tell you guys this placed very low on my fashion. <laughs> yeah, sorry to bring it up early. Week. I just I No, could not. it's 
Suki, I mean, I have forget like I didn't even mention Suki's super fuzzy um purple and pink sweater that she wears all the time. Oh yeah. Like she even wears it later. Yeah. Like that's fine. That's Suki. We love Suki. We love a fluff sleeve. This this is so a confusing bad. garment. <laughs> Can I uh, comment on somebody else in this scene? Is sure. it going to be Rory? Luke walking oh, in no. looking like a snack. Oh. Yeah. Looking like, like a I just snack. Have, I, I think his his uh, flannel shirt is a little tighter than normal. A little more mm. form-fitted, if, you, if y'all are looking. <laughs> I was like, man, if you, if you had that notepad in the jeans, this would have been a perfect look. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Well... Uh, the girls are talking and they're, you know, they're lamenting the fact that they're not going to have the dinner anymore until Suki's like, well, I can make the dinner of the three of us. Well, no, let's invite Luke and Jess. Let's invite the which whole Which is town. Suki's idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really love that Suki immediately includes Jess. Yeah. I do too. I was thinking that as well. Really sweet. And I do He's appreciate that Lorelai didn't immediately like, mm, Try to put like the kibosh on inviting Jess. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think probably because we haven't seen the relationship really budding between mm-hmm. Rory and Jess yet. Um, well, but, yeah. I love the the look between Luke and Lorelai of like Luke being like, uh, "I didn't say I was going, and I'm not going to be your mouthpiece." And Lu- Lorelai just gives him a look, and he <laughs> just goes, "Uh, so eight? Yeah, <laughs> nope, seven. <laughs> Honestly, I think seven <laughs> is pretty late to start a multi-course dinner like this, but everybody's staying the night, so maybe it makes sense to start later, since it is, like she says, like a big sleepover with all of our favorite people. I mean... Which apparently includes Bootsy. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand or Bootsy included. Like, do we... Ev- other than this episode, do we ever see Lorelai and Bootsy have a conversation? I, I have a note that we get a lot of Bootsy, a lot more Bootsy in season two than I remember. Yeah. This, like, Bootsy and Luke right? thing the, also continues to feud. get pulled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, well, because Bootsy runs a newsstand, so she bought yeah. the, the wedding magazines yeah. mm-hmm. off of them. But, yeah, it just you don't really see a whole lot of interaction between them. You know that the yeah. actor for Bootsy actually passed away. Yeah. Recently, yeah. About a year ago, I think. Well, and he was in uh, Miss Maisel, right? He was, yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so it's Brian Tarantina, 2019, is when he passed away. But Bootsy, Bootsy, as annoying as he is, was a lot of fun. Like, he's part of Stars Hollow. Yes. He's yes. part of the townies, as I call them. Yes. So, yeah, we go from that scene to Dean and Lane having a little tiny scene. Guys, I'm going to ask the most controversial question. Do they have chemistry? No. I mean, I think they have friendship chemistry. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if they have chemistry. Chemistry. They do not have as much chemistry as Lorelai and Dean. <laughs> yeah, that's hard to compete <laughs> <Yikes>. with. <laughs> See, I think Rory and Dean have no chemistry at all. So, like, yeah. yeah. I think Dean and Lane have more chemistry than Rory and, and Dean. That's my controversial hot take. This episode is, like, definitely the beginning of the end, right? And we start to see that both Rory and Alexis can have better chemistry with other people. Because so far we really haven't had that, except for Tristan, which, honestly, they had pretty good chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Speaking of Dean and Jess, (laughs) Jess is uh, just 
fighting. Yeah. Just fighting oh, in the jerk. courtyard. Uh, what's the name? Chuck something. Chuck Presby. Yeah. He's a jerk. Mm. He Apparently is jerk. worth fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Dean tries to break it up, just throws a punch at him, too. Yeah. It's like, why? He's a violent little like, boy. <laughs> adrenaline? self I mean, that's what he said. Momentum. Does yeah. he think Dean is friends with Chuck Presby and is trying to no, help I think the other guy? He remembers no. that Dean is Rory's boyfriend. Which is yeah. such a weird, like, so I love Jess. Y'all know I love Jess. But, like, fighting somebody's boyfriend who you don't even have anything with yet, that's kind of like a weird possessive thing weird. Of, in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. I say at this point, Jess is still not a, stale, a stellar character. Yeah, like I, he has his ups and downs. He ha- definitely. He's supposed he has to be a bad boy. Bad boy yeah. appeal, and that's kind of all he has. And the fe- the fighting just kind of plays into that bad boy appeal. Yeah. Well, um, I think he even gets redeemed in this episode when Rory agrees with him that Chuck. Oh Presby yeah, he is, is a jerk. A jerk. Mm-hmm. Worth fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. One thing about Jess that I love is either the props not the props the costume department just had no jackets for him or he's a true northeastern who uh when it's you don't need a coat yeah you don't need a coat in the winter if it's over 30 degrees you're fine he does have a cute coat on later in the episode though he does um but i did think that was really funny because in my opinion it only gets to hellish under 30 degrees but if it's like 32 you're fine this scene, I'll, the one last thing I'll say about it, it's very funny when you put Dean and Jess right next to each other, touching each other to see that height difference. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> oh, so much. Like, Jess is, like, in his chest. <laughs> it's like, you, you want to believe that Jess could take Dean in a fight for, like, half a oh, second? No. But then, like, I don't... Dean's got the reach. Just the got reach. the height. Yeah. Jess has more aggression, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Dean just has that that reach, that height. Mm-hmm. It's It's... And, like, also, I feel like Dean, Dean could, like, snap at any second. Yeah. And he'd be, like, fighting dirty. Yeah. For Rory's sake. You know, it'd be, like, gross, and I don't want to deal with that, but. No, I feel like Dean would just put his hand on Jess's forehead and hold him back, and Jess is just (laughs) swinging arms and can't get get there. We should do a, we should do a poll. Who do people think would come out on top in a fight? Ooh, yeah, we should. I will say one thing for Dean. After watching him five years as Sam in Supernatural, I know that he could beat people up. So, like... Well, yeah, but that's Sam, not Sam. Dean. That is true. <laughs> it gets confusing because there's another Dean involved. This was before but... uh, Jared Padalecki's... Volka. Uh, Way up. up. Yeah, yeah Bulk That's up. true. He's still yeah. less skinny. But also, do you remember how, like, genuinely scary it felt when he told Tristan, like, I'll kill you? Oh, or is yeah. that later? No, 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 that, no. Was, that, was, that was Tristan, Tristan right? Yeah. Done. Tristan's this done. Was like, that was at the dance. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, I don't love that vibe for you. No, anyway, we can move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we move on back to the Gilmore Girls house where mm-hmm. this Bootsy Luke feud continues, like we mentioned before. <laughs> and uh, Rory's I, looking through I find Christmas it hilarious, cards. I will say. Oh, yeah. It, it is that Lorelai's trying to do that. She, like, you, it's like she an interesting Rory. through line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows Rory's going to over, you know, override her, but mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to have fun with this. Um, well, they're looking through, well, Rory's looking through Christmas cards, and there's jokes about ugly babies. Poor babies. Leave them alone. <laughs> Who's this baby is like is a this? thing in this time period. 
Because there's a whole episode of Friends, too, because I, I started watching Friends again recently, where they're making fun of Janice's baby oh, at one Janice. point. About how ugly she is. About how ugly this no. baby is. It's like, why are we making fun of babies? I was thinking that this baby, I hope that this baby belonged to, like, somebody who worked on the show. Mm-hmm. Because can you imagine if you're baby's photo ended up on this show and was just like look at this ugly baby you really only get like a half a second view of it not enough to really determine whether this child's actually baby just looks like a baby it was just a baby well she finds Uh, the chris and sherry card that mm -hmm. lorelei hides right yeah stashed did not tell her about tell her Mm -hmm. about They look nice. Yeah. And this is the scene where Rory comes up with the idea to mm-hmm. invite her grandparents. Well, Lorelai mentions, hey, why is this room empty? My first thought is, why is Rory in charge of the room assignment that she would know yeah. why a room is empty? <laughs> Rory is more mature. But, but hey, let's invite the Gilmores. Because they could use a night out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as we will see, it's... It's a lot of fun. I love it this. Is. I love this episode for like just like Roar, uh not Roy, Richard and Emily like just hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I love Stars Hollow Rich Stars Hollow Richard and Emily. I do too. Mm-hmm. Like and um They're like fun. vibing with the townies like it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They show that they can be fun nice people. Um one last thing about that scene in the Goma Girls house. Lorelai tells Rory, uh, your New Year's resolution to become more cynical and self-absorbed, right? It's just because, you know, the grandparents are getting it's not in. A, it's and not like, a good thing. There are moments in this show where I'm like, did did Amy know where Rory's character was going to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, is this foreshadowing? Is this a hint? Or is this just like a joke? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. One thing to note uh, before we move on. Lorelai doesn't bring up the fact that Christopher called and wants Rory to come stay with she him. Nope. She could have. This would have been a great moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, hey, Did by the happen. way, Chris called. Yep. Nope. Now that you mentioned the now that you mentioned the Christmas card I hid from you. Well, guys, no. we move on to the, the dinner. It's the night yes. of the dinner. And the big event. Uh Babette and Maury are the first people there. I'm sure that killed Maury. Like they even Maury say it in so show. Upset. <laughs> And they're so cool. <laughs> they're just like two hip cats mm-hmm. in their leather outfits. I love them so And they're so not much. fashionably late, and it kills Maury. <laughs> but they can be late to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lane and Mrs. Kim arrive. Obviously, Mrs. Kim is not going to let Lane come alone. I don't know right, why no. Lane thought she would come alone. Ever. But she's very, um, she's very gracious. Mm-hmm. She seems mm-hmm. genuinely like delighted that... Lorelai has invited her until Lorelai makes a terrible mistake of asking if they need help with the rest of their luggage. And Mrs. Kim pulls up a purse that is Tiny smaller than my like everyday carry, like my normal purse. That and it, I don't have a huge purse. It's like maybe ten by ten inches. And Mrs. Kim pulls up this little like it's almost out. a safety yeah. kit, yeah. medical kit size bag, and she's like, "This is all I need. My stuff." Well, Lane too is, much stuff. like, with a duffel bag. Yeah. So at least yeah. Lane has her stuff. 
I'm convinced Mrs. Kim just, like, shoved stuff into Lane's bag. Or, like, maybe she has, like, one little nightgown that she folded up very, very tightly mm-hmm. and, like, a toothbrush. And that's everything she needs. But does that mean she re-wears the same clothes? Maybe I takes, like, a Mrs. shirt Kim with her that. and wears the same yeah. pants. Yeah. Which is something I would do. Maybe she's a master folder. <laughs> maybe. Um, but you know what? This is a little bit of fashion, but Lane's hat is super cute. And super top. Like, it's so cute. I'm kind of surprised Mrs. Kim is okay with it. Yeah, that was one of my notes. Because we see her wearing it as she comes out of school. Mm-hmm. And it's got two little pom-poms on top of it that look almost like little bear ears. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to watch really hard to see if she wears it when she's with Mrs. Kim, because we know that Lane will change her outfit if she knows she's going to see her mom. But nope, apparently this is an approved hat. And it's super cute. And she's got like a little matching scarf. Mm -hmm. It looks great. (laughs) But like, what would Mrs. Kim not like about the hat? Just like too playful? Yeah. Yeah. It's silly. It's frivolous. It's... You know, I mean, look at what Lane usually wears. Button yeah. up. She gets to wear, it's cold, so she gets to wear a blue turtleneck this episode. <laughs> yes. Well, um, the next person that comes in is Paris. She comes Always in with an agenda. With so many papers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, though, Paris comes in and she's like, here's all these things. And she makes a comment, I think, about Madeline and Louise just mm-hmm. staying true to who they are, essentially. But, like, she takes Rory's opinion like, she said yeah. something that makes it sound like she values Rory's opinion. Well, she has this, like, yeah. endearing smile of, like, when Rory's trying to, like, yeah. connect the fabric of Corridor jeans to the fabric of society. And Paris is like, you're not going to be able to do it. Like, it's so cute. It is. I want yeah. their friendship. I want to fast forward yeah. to them being friends. Yeah. Well, every time I think there's a turning point, it's like, mm, yep. we got some more nonsense to get through first. Yep. <laughs> but it's such a 180, because last week's Paris was... The Romeo and Juliet play. Well, Tristan is gone. Yeah. yeah. There's no so more tension. No. Magic. Yeah. It's it's fun, like you said, to see the Rory and, and Paris relationship. I think from here until we get to the presidential fight, we have smooth sailing for those two. And uh Rory, who is again so kind, ends up inviting paris to the dinner mm-hmm. she asks mm-hmm. are you doing anything and of course paris takes it as an insult mm-hmm. it's like no really i just wanted to see if you i want to know us. i will say um paris's actual parent I being gonna... her portuguese nanny is like one of my favorite things through- well it's sad that she doesn't have an actual like mom that cares about her like that but mm-hmm. she continues with this portuguese nanny throughout the series and i love yes her. i was gonna ask because i don't know portuguese at all um and I don't know if you know, but like, how how do you think Paris's conversation with her nanny sounded? Uh, well, it was not Spanish, which is nice because usually they mm-hmm. they just put Spanish and say it's Portuguese. Um, my mm. best friend is Portuguese, so mm-hmm. it it sounded right. Um, okay, it didn't sound wrong. I was just glad it was in Spanish, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> And I think eventually Nanny just becomes Nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't always get referred to as Portuguese Nanny. That's true. Um, next to arrive, we have Dean and little sister Clara. And they arrive at the same time as Jess and Luke. 
which is but like know, I don't like Clara. I think I maybe defended Clara before. No, I don't, I don't like, like Clara, Clara either. <laughs> Where are Dean and Clara's parents? Like, are you seriously sending like a seventeen-year-old boy with a thirteen-year-old sister to an inn to stay by themselves? His thirteen-year-old sister that acts like she's five and a half. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think about. I mean, like, I could see it's in your town. It's with people you know. It's his girlfriend. It's yeah. with Dean's boss. But oh, yeah, <laughs> what seventeen-year-old boy wants to go to some kind of town event with just his sister? I mean, the ones that forced well, to. Like his parents just, are it's probably weird. like take her. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of strange, but I mean, also Dean seems to be for all of his failings, he seems to be a pretty good big brother. He does, yes. Yes, he does. Um, so they, I will defend that for him. They arrive at the <laughs> same time as Jess and and Luke, and um, like immediately Dean is like, "Oh God, it's Jess!" Right? That guy's a jerk. Yeah, and Rory's like, "Why? What's wrong?" And he describes a fight, and they look over at Jess, and Jess gave gives a sarcastic <laughs> wave that kills me every time, every time. <laughs> It's it's a taunting wave. It's amazing. Wave. It's a special wave just for Dean. Um, With Rory watching. Yeah. It's great. And when when Dean says something, I think Rory's line is, is that a problem? And, like, it's automatically putting, like, the, the weight of the decision of him being there on her. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's allowed to be here. These two boys can exist in the same space, and it's not your problem, girl. Like, Luke would be invited before Dean, and actually he was. Like He was, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, oh, I just, well. I didn't get the stress that Rory, like, I get it because of the stress that Dean puts on Rory, but it just seems mm-hmm. so unnecessary. Yeah. Just another way of trying to cater to Dean's moods. Well, he does tell her that, um, you know, Jess took a swing at me, which colors the way that Rory then looks at Jess, at least through their interactions up through, like, the carriage ride. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get there, we get naked Rune. <sighs> no, we don't need that. Thankfully, not naked, but even his underwear are satin beige. <laughs> Come on, Rune. <laughs> and Suki's freaking out, poor girl. She forgets yeah. salt. Can't remember salt. Like, <laughs> she's having a day. Um, I will say for how well planned out this whole event is, how is there not like assigned changing rooms? Yeah. Like even if you have to hold two rooms back, like one for girls to change in and one for guys to change in or something of the guest rooms. Well, didn't Rune say something, something like he just felt the like. The supply closet. That he was being, like but there like, was too many people or something like that. Doesn't Rune live on the property? He does. Doesn't he yes. live in the potting shed? Why not change in your own not in the kitchen accommodations? Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> not in the kitchen. Because Rune is not that smart. No. Sad baby. Maybe man. the sh- maybe the shoes he didn't want to walk through the snow with whatever shoes he would have had to wear. I don't uh, know. I guess. Well we go, um the next people to arrive are the grandparents. And Richard is in a much much better mood good mood oh yeah he is happy so happy and emily has no idea why but she's happy but but she's taking credit (laughs) she's into it so then we get you know one of those scenes one of those tiny scenes where lorelei goes to meet bootsy uh the next person to arrive and jess is in the foreground looking at a painting of flowers 
and a freshly wait, dusted painting <laughs> that of same one <laughs> waiting for Rory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rory has like a sixth sense because she immediately turns to look at him and they share one of two quick looks mm-hmm. of this episode. Yeah. And Rory's like reaction is she's still upset because mm-hmm. he's apparently tried to punch her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And Jess is just, he's just looking because hey. he's interested. <laughs> Um, we get, we then move on to this great shot of all the townies and the grandparents, like, interacting. It's Mm -hmm. great. Socializing, having a good time. Mm -hmm. I assume some people have some drinks. Yeah. I don't remember. people have, like, I think champagne in their hands or something. Like, it's just a fun little event. Like, clearly people are having fun at this. And, uh, Lorelai surprises everyone with horse-drawn carriages. Sleigh rides. Yeah, sleigh rides. super fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, thank goodness they had snow. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if those sleigh rides would have worked without the snow. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it would shred the bottom of your sleigh to, like, would just think. go on concrete or gravel. But I don't know. I'm not a sleigh person. Maybe there's wheel attachments. But yes, and it's two to a, two to a sleigh. My favorite little thing is Jess and Luke sitting next to each other and just being, They're like... bonding. <laughs> cynical and They amazing. do that a couple of times this <laughs> episode. They do this... When the sleighs are announced and they do this during the dinner. I love these moments for them Mm -hmm. because I love seeing their relationship blossom and like grow over the course of the the series. But like you see it real like obviously Jess fixed the toter toaster, the toter, the toaster earlier. (laughs) Um But it's it's really nice to see their kind their relationship kind of growing. They get they're a lot more alike than what I think either of them would like to admit. Oh yeah. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, it's Tudor and Slay, and of course, Clara wants Dean. Of course. And, um, Jess smiles. Do you guys see that? It's like a tiny little... He's, he's plotting. Yep. yep. Uh, it's like, it's so, like, wicked. <laughs> like, that's, that little mm-hmm. smile. Um, but yeah, so, again, Luke and Bootsy have a thing. I don't know. At this point, they should get together. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> this little back and forth between them, but, you know. Look at him. We're just He's being so shown over and over again that they have like this antagonistic friendship, and but like it never it never goes anywhere. <laughs> it's never even really a friendship either. Like I don't feel like I feel like they only antagonize each other. There's no like actual friendship moment between the two of them. Yeah. Well, Lorelai is in her sleigh and she looks beautiful. Um, yes. That blanket <laughs> looks so soft. They all look so cozy. They yeah. do. And she invites Luke to ride with her. And, you know, he's Mr. Grump. And he's, like, gruff about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, if you insist. But he gets in, and he gets under the blanket mm-hmm. and everything. They have a nice little sleigh ride. They have nice little moments together, I feel like. Um, they talk about Jess. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Luke mentions that he has figured out the secret of yes. parenting. And Lorelai's like, man, I am excited to hear this. You guys <laughs> ready for this? <laughs> you visualized a reality. And then you lie to get it. Oof. <laughs> the silence says it all. That's ah, it. Luke. <laughs> but, I mean, so hearing it, you're like, Luke, uh, what is wrong with you? But then, when you hear why he has come up with this and what he has done, it's, like, kind of heartbreaking. It is. It is heartbreaking. He wants to protect Jess. But he, he makes it sound like 
oh, I figured out the like the entire success of parenting is to figure out what you want and lie about it. It's like, no, that's good in this one situation. Yeah, well, to it wasn't even his... in, the, in this situation because, like Lorelai points out, the whole reason what Luke is lying about is the fact that Liz does not want Jess to come home. Right? Yeah. So he lies and tells Jess that, no, you know, like, it's better for you to stay here. You're getting more accustomed to Stars Hollow, mm -hmm. all this stuff, to get more acclimated. And Lorelai just straight up points out, Jess knows. Yeah. Like, even if what Luke was saying was true... Jess would have still had a conversation with Liz, I would assume. Of, hey, what are you doing over Christmas break? What do you, you know, if if Liz had been a good parent. Yeah. There still would yeah. have been a conversation between the two. And instead, she's just completely absent. I had forgotten how how rough of a character Liz exactly is portrayed. What I was about to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. Up until like I'm really excited now to re-meet her with all of this in mind because I didn't remember her being this bad. But, like, we're really being shown that she is not not a good mom. But, like, she's not, not just flighty, but, like... Negligent. There you go. Um, Like, she does not care. Right? And this yeah. doesn't hold up to the Liz later. That's just quirky no. and weird. Mm-hmm. But at this point, she is just, like, she doesn't want her child to come back. Yeah. She shipped him off. She doesn't need him back. So, yeah. So, in the future, Jess leaves. And then we have, like, what? A full season or two? essentially without Jess or maybe these random appearances, and then Liz shows up. So it's like, we're going to give you guys plenty of time to forget how bad we made this yeah. character sound. And then we're just going to show up and have her the be this weird earrings. hippie. She does Ren affairs. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Luke looks crushed when yeah, Lorelai points it out. and like He really thought he had done yeah. it. But meanwhile... Uh, at the same time, uh, Emily and Richard are flirting. They're making plans it's for so cute. roller coasters. They're making, yes, <laughs> I love it. I love when Coney she's Island. like, this is d messing up my hair. And he's like, oh, not as much as this. And then he like ruffles her hair. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so I love you. Like this had to have been like Richard and Emily 30 years ago when they had first met and got, I mm -hmm. guess, 35, however long. But, like this has to be like brand new Richard and Emily. It's amazing. When he was, it's like, so sweet. a young, playful Yale man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. And um, the last couple we see starts as a, starts out as a solo. Rory's all by mm -hmm, herself. Mm -hmm. And the the carriage, or the sleigh, starts moving. And Jess jumps on. Just leaps. Leaps on. Leaps from, like, a weird side, too. Yeah. Because that side is, like, the tree-lined side. So, <laughs> so I don't know if he was, like, I, hiding in the woods. I, yeah. No, I, I totally just imagine Jess, like, crouched down, hiding in the bushes on the side of the road, just waiting for her sleigh to take off so we can dive into it. Also, it's so interesting to me that Rory is the last one. Like, yeah. Wouldn't it have made sense for Lorelai to have been the last one so that she could make Lorelai sure was first. all of the guests have the but, experience? But no. Yeah, Lorelai made yeah. the announcement that she's yep. not missing yep. out on, yep. on a horse-drawn sleigh. <laughs> so Rory is holding up the rear and she does get a surprise partner. Mm -hmm. And she's immediately like, not, not like, into it. Well, yeah. Mm -mm. Cold. Cold shoulder. Yeah. Rory gives him a very cold response and Jess mm -hmm. is like, are you mad at me? And it reminded me of the scene outside of Dozie's. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, Are it's you the same thing. Right? Yeah. She has these really cold, 
negative reactions to him. And I mean, it's, it's always, always because Dean. It's Dean. Yeah. 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 Um, But he starts explaining and he says Chuck Bresby is a jerk. And she's like, oh, he is a jerk. Which I guess the small time, like the freshman year that she spent at Stars Hollow, she remembers this kid. I mean, it's well, a she tiny probably town. Grew up they, probably, yeah. Yeah. they probably grew up together. But she also says, well, if you don't like it here, then go home. Just go home. Yeah. Heartbreaking. <laughs> it's really interesting. We see both sides of this story mm-hmm. play out. Yeah. Basically at the same time, too. And Jess mm-hmm. is just straight up like, my mom doesn't want me to go. Which is heartbreaking. Yeah. And Rory it doesn't believe really it at first because, like, she can't imagine a reality where her mom doesn't want her to be with her. Yeah. Be- I mean, because that's fair, though, because for all of Lorelai's faults, she loves her daughter. And there is no question about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see Rory. I mean, Rory's pr- pretty sheltered. She hasn't seen a broken home or anything like that. This is her first experience with somebody who comes from a maybe not so great family. Well, you can argue. Let's rephrase that. Lorelai is a broken home, but. Well, you can argue Rory because Christopher sucks. Like, she doesn't really have a dad. So... But she never, like, lacked love. That is yeah. true. She was never unwanted. True. She, yeah, she always had somebody who was there and loved her, took and care of her. I'm yeah. going to rephrase that because I grew up with a single mom and I never thought I was in a broken home. You know, like you can have a single parent yeah. and it's not a broken home. You can have two parents and it, it can be a broken home. So like. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting in this scene because you see the shift in Rory happen when uh, Jess tells her that Luke lied. And, you know, Luke said it was his idea. Luke said... I should stay, and it, it was his idea. Um, and you can see, like, Rory's appreciation for Luke immediately mm-hmm. colors her reaction to Jess. And I love that. Well, they also go by the snowmen and women, and uh, mm-hmm. Jess very correctly points out which one is theirs. Looks like Bjork. Yeah. Uh, so which clearly I thought they was went really back cute. out and fixed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it also shows... He probably watched them build it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it, though. I, I thought of like it... Like, through the windows. <laughs> I thought of it more of, he knows who Bjork is. Hey, mm-hmm. does Dean know who Bjork is? Does Dean first know anything? Dean, I feel like would... Yes. I feel like first season Dean would know who Bjork is. But they've already started, like, the dumbing down. Yeah. yeah. He's... and And Rory can't even say anything. Like... He's like, what do you guys talk about? And she has nothing. She cannot give a single example. Well, I mean, and again, I'm not defending the Rory Dean relationship. I do not think it is a good one. But if somebody was to put me on the spot and ask me what me and my partner of 10 years talk about, I might not immediately be able to come up with something. But I'd be able to come up with more than what Rory says, which is we talk about everything. Which, again, high school boyfriend, like, what do you really talk about? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to even think. All Rory has to say is, like, he's good at making out. And that's about all. He's pretty. (laughs) But I'm trying to think of Rory and Dean's scenes. What do Mm -hmm. they talk about? They kiss a lot. Sometimes. They watch movies. Right, movies. They exchange books at the beginning. We haven't seen that recently. We haven't seen that, yeah. Well, last time we saw a book, Dean was too dumb to understand it yeah but she was like no the common man can read it yeah yeah is that anna karenina i uh it might have been maybe i was thinking it was tolstoy it was was a russian yeah yeah um 
either way, we're starting to get this comparison of like, it's almost like Jess isn't like other guys, you know, like Ooh, not like other girls. Like Jess isn't like other guys. He's the like, manic pixie boy. He knows boy. Bjork. He annotates her books. Like <laughs> he's the bad boy with his heart of gold. Except mm, I'm not. Kinda, really yeah. is. Especially that heart grows later. Yeah, he matures. He matures well. Right now, it's a small heart, now, and then a it gets bigger. Boy. Right it's now, a Grinch he's, situation. I was gonna say he's the beginning of the Grinch. Well, mm-hmm. we go on to the actual dinner, and first mm-hmm. off, I feel so bad for Paris in between Miss Patty and Taylor. That is, but she looks like she's having fun. Oh, I thought she looked I horrible. Thought so. I thought she looked like she was so uncomfortable. Well, get- also the last time she and Patty were together, she was pretty rude to Patty. She, so I, oh, actually, she I personally would have put them and this together. wasn't that wasn't very long ago either. And like the first time with Miss Patty um, was a sex joke. Lorelai was making a sex joke about the oh. the waiter, and like right next yeah. to Paris, who's like a kid. I thought it was really weird, mm-hmm. but you know, I could see maybe Taylor and Paris getting along, like talking about like politics or something, you know. Well, she's also, like, just not very well socialized. Like, that's kind of a Paris trait, is that she's yeah. just not, um, she doesn't get along with people very well. Like, Lorelai even mm-hmm. gives her, like, a pat on the shoulder when she goes. I think yeah. she just feels really grateful Awkward. to have been included. Yeah. She's across from yeah. Bootsy and Clara. This is this seating arrangement yeah. is weird. I'm just throwing that I out there. I do not understand why... <laughs> Just she wasn't plays next to Rory, right? Mm. Well, I don't either. Whatever. Who's on the other side of Rory now that I think about uh, it? Dean. Oh, Dean. Oh, Dean. Dean That's her boyfriend. Yeah, that boy. <laughs> but I mean, still, there's so many people there that could have been placed next to Lorelai. Like Rory doesn't. I mean, I guess since Rory kind of helped plan the whole event, apparently. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I just thought, okay, so just because we're talking about the group, obviously, Emma. Emily and Richard are here. Mm-hmm. I wish that we had had more Emily and Mrs. Kim interaction oh, yeah. during this. That yes. would have been a great opportunity. But we had other things for Emily to do. Um, we need you to keep yeah. going. <laughs> One thing I will mention is that when this starts, both Jess and Michelle do the same shake of head, except Jess is in amusement and Michelle is like in shame. It's so funny. <laughs> Yes, because as we did say, Rune is for some reason like the featured actor up there alongside He's Jackson. He's the announcer. Yeah. He's like the crier. Yeah. Yes, crier. Why would you do that? Why not Kirk? <laughs> well, Jackson comes out or looking great. Or anybody else. Oh, yeah. Jackson looks amazing. He's got I uh, love the wig. Mm-hmm. A page boy haircut <laughs> or the little lad haircut if you were on TikTok for the last 12 months. Um it's just, it's such a look. It does not appear in my fashion recap, but I love all of the costumes. Anachronistic, though they may be Paris, <laughs> they all look great. It's super fun. Um, My favorite lines between Jess and Luke, we should have eaten before we came. Shush. But, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so good. But also, good. Jess is asking, like, what's this? What's this? Shouldn't Luke have known Luke what these items cook. are? Luke is a good Like, they yeah. dumb him down too, and it pisses me off. Already, yeah. It's like, yeah. what's the green thing? It's like butter off removed. I'm like, no, it's probably like or kale yeah. or spinach or. Also, just like it's a squash soup, and they usually have cream in them, which is why I don't eat them because I don't do dairy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a big thing. You just yeah. mix it in after the dinner. Oh well, mm, scratch that. 
Um, real quick, let's talk about Kirk. <laughs> Doing great. His uh, fake beard is hanging on for its dear life. He's staying in character. <laughs> He's doing everything he can, and the Gilmore girls are just teasing him so much. No, Lorelai is Lorelai yes. And Rory yes. is telling Lorelai to act her age, essentially. <laughs> and they know he cannot resist giving his opinions on I Love Lucy? Apparently. Yeah. So after dinner, we find out, first off, that Claire is a horse girl. Who wants to go outside and eat dessert with the horses? <laughs> that was my thought, too. Like... Also, it's, it's so probably late, right? So the horses are probably already like bedded down for the night, and maybe they've even turned off the lights. Like, and, and they probably like, don't want go unmonitored children. As far as we know, the only child in this entire yeah, thing, really, the only kid. Um, we also find out that Bootsy had seven beers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and you know who else is a little drunk? I'm assuming Richard. Richard. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. That's a little something slip. Yep. He's telling the story of out humming people in Prague, um, playing share. This is like one of my favorite Richard <laughs> moments. I love this story so much. I love it because we get our first Michelle and Cher moment yes. because he says, I love that I song. Love that song. Yeah. And I love this moment because I own a CD that is just like nine versions of believe in life after love that's amazing but it's different dance remixes (laughs) it's the original and then it's all dance remixes that is amazing it's a great disc didn't they didn't he describe Cher as that woman with the bones or something like that terrible bony woman or something yeah okay Cher was an icon is an icon excuse me oh yeah absolutely to this day um and taylor i I don't know i i think taylor and richard would get along really well for some reason yeah this conversation mm-hmm. is like natural and it's it this is the most i've liked taylor right I yeah think, is this scene yeah taylor never thought he would have so much fun with an insurance man well it's a good thing i'm not an insurance man anymore it's basically what richard says and he doesn't i feel like he doesn't even notice what he says right away no. like he says it and then it. he's just he's like vibing oh wait and, and emily yeah. is like richard tell them Correct them and he can't he is retired and he's told no one that's a big thing to not tell anybody about especially somebody your spouse, who is your, spouse yeah. your spouse and like dependent on you for money like if i found out my husband did something like that like i would be furious it's hard and it's not even it wouldn't even be the fact that it happened or that he did it it's that he hid it yeah yeah because um, there's a timeline kind of discrepancy because first, uh, first it's two days and later on it's just one day. Um, mm-hmm. When they first come in, it's he's been happy for two days, and then later on when he talks about it, it's yesterday. So, mm-hmm. um, whether it was maybe one or two Emily days, counts that as their second day. Yeah, whether it was one or two days, um, Richard is happier, and there there has to be something said for being mentally and emotionally happy with your life. Yeah. And happy with oh, what yeah. you're doing. Um, and I I think Emily would have been much more understanding if he would have told her as soon as he came home. Oh, yeah. And basically told her exactly what he told her, tells her later this evening about it. But don't hide things like this from your spouse. <laughs> no. Um, well, we are finally at the end of the night. People are going to sleep. We have the Gilmore Girls. The ugly baby comes back. Uh, Lorelai does a little prank. 
Lorelai has a massive freak out. Yeah, because the ugly baby reminds Rory of Chris. There's a mm-hmm. connection. And um, Lorelai has to come clean. Like, Rory's like, hey, dad hasn't called. I don't understand, like, because if I remember correctly, the conversation between Lorelai and Chris, Lorelai's like, if that's what you want, go ahead. Like, didn't she give permission? And, so, er, she said that it's up to Rory. And so Chris essentially right. left it to Lorelai to communicate to Rory. He's like, I don't want to step on any toes. I, I get that. But at the same time, I just, I feel like the invitation should have come from Chris. Yeah. Like, you essentially had the okay from Lorelai, call your daughter, invite her over. Well, regardless. Lorelai doesn't. Lorelai gets very jealous. And Rory says later on that the jealousy is about Sherry. I think the jealousy Mm -hmm. is about Rory. Rory? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, But Lorelai's super nasty to Rory. She, She says, are you deaf at one point? Like, that's mean. Yeah. Rude. Uh, I feel like that was a common insult of the time. Oh, I didn't I'm mean not it. I'm it's not rude. I didn't mean just, it in an ableist way. I just meant it in a, like... Oh, no. Like, I, I get it. bad take to take with your daughter for something yeah. you did wrong. Yeah, Lorelai's in the wrong here, and she doesn't like being in the wrong. She does not like being caught no. when she's in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Um... And I mean, Rory makes good points, and Lorelai doesn't like that. Yeah. But Rory takes it, like, weirdly okay-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of just jokes about the whole thing. Yeah. Like, she doesn't really take it seriously, mm-hmm. like, Chris's invitation seriously, I feel like. And then it yeah. ends with Lorelai being like, so are you going to go? Oh, I haven't decided. And then we never hear about it again. <laughs> yeah. But um, Rory just says something interesting. She says, we are rooting for dad. Right. Yes. And like, as until the end yeah, of the season. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's like, uh, long live you loving your dad, because things yeah, are gonna turn. Yeah. Um, I will say, Lorelai made the comment of like, "This is my time with you." I'm like yeah. Lorelai, every day is your time with Rory. Like you're gonna decide randomly this one time of year is when you absolutely will not give up your daughter okay i'm gonna i'm gonna argue against you yeah because the way i took it is lorelei is there for the bad days right she's there for <laughs> the 6 a.m's wake up the driving home the whatever Rory's sick but she doesn't get her for the holidays the easy or the fun times like that just i I'm not enti- I'm not disagreeing with you. I just feel like the timeline of how long she would stay with Chris was so vague yeah. that like one random day or two in the middle, like not on Christmas, not on New Year's, like not on the actual holiday would have been fine. I agree with that. But if it was like yeah. the whole two weeks, I can yeah. understand where the whole two weeks I'd be like, mm, "No." Yeah. And especially since Rory had never been there before, like I would be That'd so be uncomfortable. Awkward. Yeah. Going to live with my dad and his girlfriend for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. The girls are joined by a surprise visitor mm-hmm. after they've kind of settled this conversation. Emily is here. Um, she is mad. It's a great shot of Emily in the mirror. Like, you don't even see Emily. You just see her in the, in the mirror. Um, I think that was just a really good shot. And Emily is really pissed. <laughs> and she has yeah. every right to be. 
But apparently they haven't spoken a word. No. Like, that's how you get past these fights, by discussing them. Right, you have to talk (laughs) it out, which luckily they do, but we haven't gotten there quite yet. Um, Well, she's going to stay the night with the girls. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the best scenes, I'm going to say of the series. Yes, which for some reason I think that I maybe attributed to Mia's wedding previously. Like, because I thought that was when they were all in a hotel room together. Mm -hmm. But it happens in season two. I love this scene. Um, Where Lorelai and Emily both start doing their nighttime routine. And it's the exact same routine. Exact same thing. Yeah. Yep. And I can only imagine that Lorelai is doing the exact same routine. Because when she was little, she watched Emily do the exact same routine. Like, it's just so cute. Behold my future. (laughs) And Lorelai's face. I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Um, well, Emily is criticizing everything. Like, I feel like all night she was kind of criticizing even, like, the happy moments. I feel like that's just Emily. But this was, I mean, for the overall night until that happened, I think even with the criticism, we still had happy Emily. Yeah. Because of happy Richard. There was one point where I think Lorelai checked on her parents during the dinner, and uh, Richard was like, it's great. And Emily was like, your dress needs pressing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, okay, Mom. Emily. <laughs> well, Emily is, you know, upset about this, talking to Lorelai, and Lorelai ends that conversation with, that job was killing him. Right? Yeah. Yes. And that's true. It's very true. And Emily, like, gets all the way into bed, and immediately, she's up. Yep. She can't. She needs she's to go going for a walk. a walk. And she goes to the lobby, where she runs into Richard, who is also in the lobby. Who's going over their finances? Yeah. As an insurance man would. Yeah. Did he bring this stuff with him? Yeah. He probably had it. Like, did he just have it memorized and he just started writing the numbers that he remembered on his notebook and then doing math? I mean, he's an insurance guy, so I'm I'm sure he's good with numbers. Um, (laughs) Any of those scenarios would make sense, I feel like. But Emily cuts him off and is just like, let's just go to bed. Right? Mm -hmm. With the implication of we're going to be okay. And honestly... Like, okay, this is very privileged, right? Because they're still getting a pension. They're still going to get the retirement funds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still going to be having a lot of money. They're just not going to be having as much money. Well, Richard does a pretty good job of essentially telling her, like, this is why I did it. I was just so unhappy and mm-hmm. we're still going to be okay. And now that she has a chance to see this wasn't like a completely rash decision. She loves him. I think to Richard's point, too, of, like, Emily liking plans and liking what's going to happen, to find out that all of a sudden your husband is not employed, is retired, I would guess that she doesn't know anything about the pension or the retirement funds, or at least not know for how long of a time period those things are good for. Like, they have Mm -hmm. a very lavish lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If you have not prepared for it appropriately, you could lose that lifestyle probably within a year or two. Yeah. If... If that. But they're good. They're they, good. They are back on good terms. They head to their room together. Um, and the next scene is people are on their way out. Yeah. One thing, during the scene with Richard and Emily, I wanted to mention, when Richard is kind of explaining how he feel, felt and why he did what he did, Kelly Bishop, oh my, her facial expressions, like, you could just tell she was trying so hard not to cry. Yeah. Like, yeah. that she couldn't talk because if she did, she, like, that was just what I was getting from her face. And this is one of the reasons why I know Emily gets a lot of hate and her actions obviously mo- yeah. are mostly justified mm-hmm. or the hate is justified. 
but this is how Kelly Bishop makes Emily so sympathetic. Complex. And like yeah. why you still want to, li- yeah. Mm. Having anyway. Kelly and Ed, I mean, anytime you have Kelly and Ed alone in a scene together, it's like a masterclass in acting. It really and I is. just yes. love watching them play off each other. Yeah, just watching her reactions to Richard, and then like you, before she even says anything, you can see in her face, she's just like resolute, she's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, like, you see her make that decision and move on. She remembers that guy from the carriage ride. She remembers mm-hmm. getting ready to do roller coasters mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And um, the next morning, uh, they're leaving. Lorelai does an inappropriate joke and then makes it worse. Yeah, like, I if gotta you, make a sex joke about your parents. Right? Um, <laughs> I didn't get, like, I watch with subtitles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't watch with subtitles, Rory, she gets cut off. But in the subtitles, it straight up says, did you get laid? Yep. Yep. Oof. Yeah. To your parents? To Richard and Emily? Nope. Nope. <laughs> but it doesn't even like really ruffle Emily. No. She's just like, could you be any more crude? And then <laughs> yes, they just, I could. They're on their way. Uh, and Rory goes to say goodbye to Dean, and Clara's like, "Don't kiss." And I'm like, "How old are you, mean, Clara?" I guess I'm on your side for this one, Clara. They, but... they do end up kissing, and it's a small little peck. It's like later on yeah. we're gonna get a scene with Rory and Jess where people are like, "There was no passion, there was no passion." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. But this is when the second look happens, and this Dean is the walks important away to leave. look. Yeah. And there's a look. Rory. There's a look between Rory and Jess. Rory looks at Jess. Jess looks at Rory, and Dean looks at both of them. And I mean, the entire rest of that scene, Jared is just like. Tennis eyes yeah. going back and uh-huh. forth between the two <laughs> of them. He's making connections because this is the start oh. of the crush. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Jess Mariano looked at me like that, yeah. I don't blame her. <laughs> I mean, as much as Jess has the bad boy persona, like when him and Rory sit down and talk and have one on one conversations, like he's kind of dead on in, in what he says. And what he sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Goma girls go home via horse-drawn carriage. Mm-hmm. And um, they realize there's been a snowman massacre. But only Complete. one snowman, mm-hmm. right? Or is it all no, of them? No, just that one. Only just one. one. Just the one. And Rory does not seem surprised. And even furthermore... And not maybe a little happy? Yeah. She, like, turns her whole body to look at it the entire, like, ride home. Well, the rest of the, mm-hmm. like, two seconds. This this episode makes me think of, like, wintertime and just that start of the relationship, the, like, mm-hmm. early butterflies. And I realize someone's kind of getting emotionally cheated on here, and I do not condone that. However, it's Dean. <laughs> and I do not like Well, him. and we still have <laughs> a little it's, ways to go. Yeah. I feel like it's a little too It's too early. early. Yeah. To officially call it emotional cheating, it's it's the beginning. The seeds have been planted. Okay, so here begs the question, who was Townsperson of the Week? We saw so many townspeople this week. Well, Emily, who do you have? Of the side characters, I for half a second I was like, Paris would be a good Townsperson of the Week. Because she comes in and, like, obviously she has things on her mind, the double issue and stuff. But, like, 
she's nice to Paris. She goes, or she's nice to Rory. She goes out of her way to, you know, in- involve herself in this. I mean, she lets Rory pull her in, but she <laughs> she does something out of her comfort zone and she's nice about it. And she's nice to Rory when she doesn't necessarily have to be. It just, it was yeah. a nice view of Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, for one of the main characters, I think I would maybe go with Lorelai. I feel like she had a great episode. Just fun, taking but care. But not great with the Chris stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And the ugly babies. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to go with Suki. Because mm, she, like, okay. put this entire I- dinner together. She forgot salt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had such a nervous breakdown, and yet she did it. Like, she completed yes. it. I, okay. I was going to say Jackson. Okay. Jackson really stepped it up this episode. Like, when he went from supplying the mushrooms to being the main fully costumed character in this show, that mm-hmm. was pretty powerful for me. Without being asked, he was told. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was voluntold. Yeah. <laughs> and then ignored until he agreed to it. And he did a great job. He did. His Squire Brace Bridge was very fun. And apparently mm-hmm. he even later provided some music for the group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention that. The, the belly drumming <laughs> to go along with uh, Bootsy's head spoon yeah. beating. To Hotel yeah. California, yep. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to second Jackson. Okay. I love Suki. I feel like she was great in this episode, but I'm going to agree with Jackson. All right, then Jackson. <laughs> I think. He won it before. Maybe once? Yeah. Or maybe he as a couple? Did we give it to them as a couple before? It might have been. Um, but either way, congratulations, Jackson. Congrats, Jackson. You're Townsperson <laughs> of the Week. And after Townsperson of the Week, we have References with Sandra. Weekly References with Sandra. So, for this week's references, I thought I would focus on the Bracebridge dinner. So, did you guys know this is a real thing? I did not know. Okay. I was kind of curious. (laughs) No, so this is not a Gilmore Girls invention. So, it's actually a Yosemite Yosemite National Park tradition that started in 1927 in Yosemite Valley. Um, So, just like in the show, it's a spectacular Christmas pageant. That takes place in a this dining room that they make like this grand dining room, um, which is transformed into a majestic scene straight out of Washington Irving's Squire Bracebridge. And Squire Bracebridge is a story based around the fictional Squire Bracebridge, an English baron who treated his family, nobility, and even the villagers in the town to a lavish feast at each Christmas in his huge manor, Bracebridge Hall. And um, Suki actually does mention Washington Irving at one point, right? Mm-hmm. That she wants mm-hmm. it to be more like Washington Irving unless there was... Irving, a- your accountant. That's it. <laughs> um, so the show does give Irving his props. Um, and this ceremony, much like the show, there's a squire, there's an entourage, jesters, singers, everything. Everyone speaks in Old English. Although, unlike the show, there's a man who dresses up like a bear and... He's like the dancer. Okay, dancing oh, yeah. bear. Um, very period appropriate. <laughs> there's also juggling of flaming torches and bowling balls. 
Again, <gasps> uh, okay. Dangerous. Uh, there's caroling, and it's just a full-on show. Um, it's incredibly elaborate. It's basically medieval times as a dinner, right? Hmm. Um, also, if you ever want to go, just know that you're expected to wear a tux or a formal gown, like a ballroom gown. Um, you cannot wear costumes. Don't try to dress like that era. Um, so if you ever find yourself in Christmas time at Yosemite National Park and you have a ball ground and $320 per person. Oof. Oh, is that all? Excluding tax. You can experience oh, this dinner for yourself. Um, you'll definitely get a better waiter than Kirk, but I can't promise you anyone that will look like Milo. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> wow. I no, love that not. it's real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always love like going to the Renaissance Fair, and it feels like it's just a really fancy Renaissance Fair dinner. Yeah. Um, actually, last, well, I can't remember dates at all, but last year, um, Emily and I actually met up and went to Medieval Times. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. Um, we, we lost our horse did not win. We did. Our person did not win. But, you know, it's fine. Appropriately, though. Can't His character all. sucked. Oh, yeah. He was a sucky character. Yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, all those stuff, it's fun. It's just pretending to be in the 18th or 19th century. But, um, yeah, that was my reference this week, a short little one. So after references, we actually, we're going to talk about Bjork with Emily. Books, movies, and music with Emily. So, um, as it's mentioned at the very beginning of the episode, Rory and Lorelai are creating a snowman, or a snowwoman, uh, and as Jess correctly identifies later, it is Bjork, um, which is impressive, I feel like. Because, yeah, Um, yeah, it just looks like a lady with dark hair, but Bjork But, like, I, I looked at some pictures of her, obviously, and I'm like, okay, I can see it. She has a look. Um... But then also the very last scene. So during during their uh, Rory and Lorelai's horse drawn carriage, they the song um, "Human Behavior" comes on, and that is actually a Bjork song as well. So that's kind of why I chose her. She's kind of the underlying minimalist secondary theme of the episode. <laughs> um, so I looked up her life a little bit, and. Did you guys know she started singing when she was 11? I did not. Like, she had her first album when she was 11. Well, she's Icelandic? Yes. So she is, yes. So she's from Reykjavik in um, Iceland. So she, her stepdad was a musician. She enrolled in, I'm guessing, some kind of high profile, like, private school that had, like, either a massive music program or was also was just kind of a music school when she was six. She was enrolled in this school. So at a school recital, she sang Tina Charles' song, I Love to Love. Her teachers recorded it, sent it to Iceland's only radio station. <laughs> they played it, and off of that, she got a record deal and a contract. Oh, wow. Wow. And refer- released her first album, self-titled Bjork, at the frickin' age of 11. Oh, damn. That's incredible. What'd you guys do at 11? I got grounded for going to the library. Uh, I don't know what I did at 11. Who was I at I 11? I was still like, making mud pies and stuff. 
So um, before that, she was trained in classical piano and flute. So she has a very musical background just from very young in general. Um, Actually, I remember when I was doing that at 11, I was watching Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so through her teen years, she did form an all-girl punk band named Spit and Snot. Very cool. Uh, Very punk. She formed a jazz fusion group. Um, and then another, she collaborated with another music group called Jam 80. Um, she helped form a band called Kukul, K-U-K-L. There are, are a lot of Icelandic names in her history that I have no idea how to pronounce. Um, so she helped form that album. They released a couple, she helped form that band. They released a couple of albums and then split due to just personal issues. And then she started performing with another band that eventually just kind of i think started giving themselves different names at different concerts until eventually they just kind of called themselves the sugar cubes i cannot say the name of this band in icelandic <laughs> secure molinier sure sugar cubes cool um so she was in that band for a while i think about 12 years they released multiple albums um they were huge in iceland they did a north america tour that went pretty well um and then after they split up she moved to london to pursue a solo career and she had her first international solo hit human behavior which we sing at the are we here at the end of this episode basically since then like she is a vibe and yeah. she's released multiple al- albums. She has just a very specific sound. It's eclectic. It's kind of indie. It's but it's electrical. It's it's kind of a little bit of everything, and I love it. I gotta admit, the only thing I know about Bjork is the swan dress, and that's yeah, it. which yeah. would have been the year that this season was airing. Oh, yeah. I think so. This yeah, uh, two thousand one pre swan dress. Yeah, so the, sw- the swan dress she wore to the 2001 Academy Awards, um, just for our listeners, it's this white, feathery, it's really quite a beautiful dress, but it's neck, the swan, so it's all feathery up to one boob, and then it kind of <laughs> breaks off to be the swan's neck, which then curls around her neck and comes down, and the swan's head covers her other boob. It's a look. It's a vibe, yeah. I mean, Bjork is a vibe. Like, <laughs> she herself. So for charitable work, though, there was a tsunami that struck Southeast Asia in 2004, and she worked with a couple different, um, a couple of different other celebrities to help raise over uh, $250,000 for UNICEF. Um, and then on the other side of things, in 2008, she attacked a photographer who took a picture of her in New Zealand. Oh, yikes. I mean, um, I kind of got that, too, though. <laughs> but yeah, overall, York, she is a vibe. She is her own person. Like, I don't know if anybody else kind of really compares to what she does. I, I guess you could almost compare her to Cher, and that <laughs> Cher is also her own thing, <laughs> which I also love. Like, there's nothing bad about that at all. But yeah, that is, I, I don't know if that's media, I guess. Music? It's kind of music, music, yeah. Yeah, that's music. Um, after Bjork, we have Fashion with Jess. Making fashion choices, making fashion choices, making fashion choices with Jess. Okay, so finally, I feel like we've been in a little bit of a fashion slump. Uh, Obviously, colder weather, people wearing a lot more coats. Sometimes those coats are beautiful. Sometimes those coats are not as beautiful. But we do have some really standout pieces uh, in this episode. I want to jump right into my um, 
Well, we already kind of discussed my worst dress, which was Suki's Luke's diner outfit. Like, it's just, it's genuinely a confusing piece of clothing. And I, I don't know how it is worn. Maybe if I, like, really blow up the picture and look closely at it, there's a button or something. But it does appear to be, like, a closed cowl neck that mm-hmm. is attached to an open cardigan. And confusing. the argyle shirt underneath, it's like this orange, green, red argyle. The uh, It just, it's confusing. So for that reason, it was my worst dressed. Um, however, my best dressed, so a lot of people come dressed up really well mm-hmm. for this party. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out that Dean does not. <laughs> Dean is not dressed up for what this. What does Dean wear? Just his leather jacket? And like He's, a shirt. Uh, he a wears like neck. a V-neck. He wears like a V-neck sweater over a t-shirt. Um, I think even Jess is wearing like a a button down, button yeah, up shirt. Like you know, he looks like he put a little tiny bit of effort in. Um, and of course, obviously Clara is dressed up in her Walmart. I don't know if Walmart's ever sold a dress that looks like that. It was cute. Yeah, it was probably a, a nicer dress. It was cute. Rory's dress is really pretty. It was not my best dressed, but it is this brown satiny dress. Um, it's got an A-line poofy skirt. And when you look closely at it, it's got this really cool vine leaf pattern that starts mm-hmm. at the waist and goes up and down. Um, really pretty. She wears with dark tights, which it's winter, so I get. Oh, and also um, Emily, when she arrives, looks stunning. She's got this mm-hmm. black you know, suit dress kind of combo like we see her in a lot, but it's got this really stunning gold trim on it that's so sparkly, and she just looks great. But my best dress is Lorelai. Yeah. Uh, Lorelai's dress is, like, stunning. It fits her like a glove. Mm-hmm. It's this black kind of silk satin maxi dress, but it's fitted. It's not fitted in a way that it's tight. It's fitted in a way that it is tailored exactly to her body. Yes. It's got a square neck. It's sleeveless. It cuts right above the ankle, and she wears it with some strappy black heels, and she has, a, like, one single necklace as her... It's incredible. I could go on. I love this. I hope you guys also love this. This is a really fun look, um, and especially because we'll see some, like, more formal looks from her throughout the series that are more of a miss. This one was a definite hit, and then... For my steel item, it's an odd one, but it's actually Emily's pajamas. Emily, when she comes into the girls' room, um, they are silk pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, they're these, like, white With silk robe, right? matching set. Yeah. They are beautiful. And something that I have learned or been working on over the past couple of years is upgrading my sleepwear. I spent most of my life up to this point sleeping in, you know, my brother's cast off pajama pants or just like a big shirt and shorts or a sweatshirt or whatever. But I started investing a little bit into like actual pajamas. It has changed the way that I feel about like getting ready for bed and like even just like getting up and lounging on a Sunday morning. I would absolutely steal those pajamas. They look great. They look soft and silky and they feel so good on your skin. So that is my worst best and steal of the episode uh did i miss anything that you guys really hated or really loved um rory has this red like sweater in the very beginning of the friday night dinner 
I just love. Oh, with the little. With the cutouts. Open. Yeah. I just thought it was it's so pretty. It's not quite pretty. a cold shoulder. It's just like an open mid upper arm. It's pretty. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it was really pretty. Maybe it was just on her. Ooh. I had a shirt like that. <laughs> like just the way that she has it styled and then the little like headband and everything. It's so quintessential. Quint- oh, no. Can't speak. <laughs> quintessential. <laughs> I can speak. It's such such a Rory vibe. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I had a very similar shirt that it was kind of like a bluish color, but yeah, like it the the end of the arms band the arms ended like right above the elbow and they were a little tighter, but the top of it was kind of loose. Do you have another note? Um in the scene with Suki's horrible outfit, um mm-hmm. Rory's blue turtleneck is really cute. A lot of blue yeah. turtlenecks in this mm-hmm. episode. She has a blue turtleneck. Lane has a blue turtleneck. Mm-hmm. And then, like, right next to Lane at the dinner is a staff member who's wearing, like, the exact same shade of blue and also a turtleneck, which I thought was um, kind of Lorelai's funny. wearing a pink one. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh. I mean, it's I, winter. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> one of my other favorite outfits. You guys ready? This is a classic me, Jess, moment. Um. The outfit that Jackson is wearing when they're doing there their prep for the show. I was waiting for the overalls. He's got, <laughs> he's got overalls and a really chunky rib knit uh, green turtleneck. And the funny thing is, like, you could have seen this app outfit on half of the girls on my TikTok for you page over the last 12 months. Like, it's a current vibe. I still, to this day, say Jackson is a trendsetter. Obviously. Um, so much so that Dean, I joked in my notes, which is a really thing, silly thing to say, I joked in my notes that Dean is stealing Jackson's sweater because he, at school, is wearing the exact same sweater. Big, chunky, ribnet green. <laughs> I would yeah. just like to say Secret that at the beginning of Jess's fashion... I pulled my screen share up and I went to Netflix and I went to the picture of Jackson in this outfit because I knew it was coming. It's a great fit. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed, yeah, but I was dying, I love it. And it was just because of that. I was like, I'm waiting for the overalls. I'm waiting for it. Uh, it's a great outfit. The um, only downside is that Jackson does not have his hat on in this Oh, scene. yeah. He's missing no, his No, that would have made he's it. Missing the beanie. And also he's oh. wearing like work boots like rain boots yeah. with it which well, kills the vibe Next but to that was fashion <laughs> <laughs> um and after fashion we have stars hollow speaks and we have a lot to share yes we do yay over I mean, the past it's, good. it's great yes over the past week we have been discovering um some situations where we actually missed people who reached out to us previously and we want to make sure to make that right and say hi to all of those people today so we got a ton of responses, a ton of responses. Um, first up, Ellen, our girl Ellen, who's the best. Um, this mm-hmm. is one of my favorite episodes and where we finally see the fully formed cast. I Yeah, it was so nice to see the townies interact. Like, honestly. Yes. Um, ooh, I hope I pronounced this right. Alas Hanks. Alas Hanks. Um, and... It encapsulates everything I love most about Gilmore Girls. I love the giant town sleepover, the parallels between the three leading women um, in the bathroom scene, the Rory Jess glimmer, and the overall quirkiness of everyone together. It's so wholesome and fun. I agree completely. Like, this is one of my favorite episodes. It's one of the episodes I go to 
to it's like a comfort episode right it is it's a good one yeah. yeah um lisa and b says who was the guy who built the over-the-top snow sculpture they know everyone in stars <laughs> hollow but somehow miss no michelangelo <laughs> well he's a ringer right mm-hmm. he is a ringer like he was brought in he's not even a townie <laughs> um talking fast podcast with shout out um this is my favorite episode again i mean i understand why it's a lot of people's favorite yeah and lastly shane um also commented favorite gilma girls episode can't wait to hear your thoughts well thank you very much shane and thank you to everyone honestly who commented um like this is a great episode let's just let's throw that out there but we got a couple bigger comments Yes, some people had more to say than could fit into the little Instagram comment box. Um, And so Gabriella said, I love, love, love the dinner episode. Love Lorelai in the intro scene. Love how Lauren Suki orchestrate Jackson being Lord Bracebridge. Love how Luke and Jess are low-key matching for the dinner. And how Lorelai definitely put Luke sitting next to Bootsy on purpose just to annoy him. Good point. Uh, (laughs) Yep. 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 Uh, Lauren Emily getting ready for bed is gold, so is Rory's reaction. And love how Richard describes Emily as someone who likes lists and plans, which is just like Rory. Sometimes Ooh. we wonder where she gets yeah. it from, so I totally get that. Great point. Yeah. Um, and I love how beautiful Lorelai and Luke look when going through town together on the horse it ride. Yes, Gabriella. Agree with all of those points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we also had a message from Ariam Sita? Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, And she said, in my top three of all Gilmore Girls episodes for sure, just love the feeling of all the town together, plus the Jess and Roy chemistry. Only the way they look each other is amazing. Yes, super good. And then we also got one message from Ninja Slayer Girl. And she said... I think the sleigh ride with Jess and Rory is a very important scene because Rory starts to question why she's in a relationship with Dean. Also, their look at each other at the end is one of my favorite scenes with them. It is very obvious uh, at that point just how attracted Rory is to Jess. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a very pivotal Jess and Rory episode. Yes. Thank you to everybody who reached out to us on Instagram. That's always a great way to get in touch with us. And then... um, over the break, and shortly after we came back, um, I spent some time just Googling us, because why not? Um, <laughs> and I found a website that had all of our reviews all together on one site and discovered that there was a review from seven months ago on Podcast Addict that we completely 100% missed. So, first of all, so sorry to Alaska Grandma. Aww. We completely missed your review. Um she said, I was excited to find this new rewatch podcast. These ladies pick up on a lot of details that others haven't, and I really enjoy their casual, easy-to-listen-to style. I also enjoy their interaction with the audience. Maybe they will mention that they have a grandma from Alaska listening to their great podcast. I hate that we missed this message so much. I know! I, know. I love that uh, so much. So hopefully... So seven months later... <laughs> hopefully you're yes. still listening. And we're so excited to have a, a grandma from Alaska as a listener. Uh, Aww. Yes, we're so Special sorry. Thank out. you. I love the review. <laughs> Alaska Grandma, we're so sorry it took seven months <laughs> to shout you out, but yes. Um, and then we also had a couple emails as well. Uh, we had a quick email from Kitty. Uh, she said, 
Well, she ever okay. She said she's a big fan of Gilmore Girls, and I also listen to your podcast, and it makes me so happy every time I listen to a certain episode. Gilmore Girls has been my favorite TV show, and I would always rewatch my favorite episodes, and it would still cheer me up. I love that there's a podcast that talks about each and every episode. So thank you, Kitty. Um, and then we also got an email from Missy, which is another one that we missed. It got thrown into our spam folder. Thankfully, this one is not seven months old. <laughs> three weeks old. Oh. Um, but at the beginning of the year, Missy, thank you. She said, I want to let you know that this, just this very minute on January 4th, I finished the most recent podcast like Mother Like Daughter after binging all the previous ones since Spotify alerted me to town meeting on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. Uh, I did leave. Yeah. So. That's a lot what, of this, what, 10 yeah. days? It's a solid binge. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, she did leave a couple of random tweets along the way, but now that I am all caught up, an email telling you ladies how much I've enjoyed the ride seemed in order. I love that you love Gilmore Girls as much as I do. She watched it during the OG run and is now Lorelai's age. Same. Shout out, yeah. girl. So am I. Um, <laughs> and that you're also applying a much more critical eye to this rewatch. Um I love the sections on music, literature, and fashion. I love that you all seem to have become really great friends off the back of Sandra's desire to talk Gigi with others. And I love the little peeks into your real lives that do or don't parallel Laura and Rory's or any other Stars Hollow town folks. Hope you had a wonderful week season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she finishes it up in all caps. We just got Jess. Yes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> We need to talk about her surly, beloved surly bad boy. Um, so possibly her name is actually Simone. So either Missy or yeah, Simone. Yeah, I just, Missy or Simone. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's, it's signed from Simone, an, obsession, an obsessed fan of yours and Gigi from Australia. <laughs> it popped up in our Gmail from Missy. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> either way, thank yeah. you. <laughs> Regardless of what your name is, we hope we hope we got it right. And um, the last thing we want to mention is actually something we only found out literally today, like an hour before. Yeah. Yes, I was taking my Google. See, search. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I was like, "What happens if you Google Gilmore Girls podcast?" Spoiler alert: We're number four. Which, considering there's like professional podcasts, oh yeah, like that's I really mean, nice. Number one is with Scott Patterson. Yeah. So like, yeah. so like. That's impressive. I'm happy with it. Um, I'm proud. I'm proud. Screen Rant did a little article about Gilmore Girls podcast to listen to, and we're mentioned. We made the yes. list. We made the list. Um, Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily, is a bi-weekly, not quite, but it's okay, uh, <laughs> podcast that talks about each episode of the series. The group of friends love a good Gilmore Girls reference. We do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And talks about 2000s fashion choices. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> Rory's relationship mistakes. I mean, that's basically Gilmore Girls. And how Lane is <laughs> yeah. the real hero. Very true. Yes, justice for Lane. <laughs> Among other yep. things. Listening to this group of friends is like being in Luke's diner with them. Each episode runs over an hour, giving listeners an in-depth review of the episode they're watching. I... That's so great. I, I don't even know what so to say. <laughs> I've never had an article written about me before. Yeah, and if anybody else would like to, we're available. Right. <laughs> I was sitting next to, I was sitting on the couch next to Sean when Jess sent the message about, like, 
number four on Google and and the screen rant thing. And I was like, look, look at this. See? And and we're even in the like the initial load of the screen. Because like mm-hmm. when you load, there's it show, shows the first couple and then there's like a few more show all a button or whatever. And like we're, we made that line. <laughs> we're above the fold, baby. <laughs> yes. that Yes. That is the word for it. Phrase. Phrase for it. Well, thank you so much to everyone. Um, again, a big sorry to anyone that we missed or just slipped through the cracks. We're we're gonna find you. <laughs> we'll Google. Eventually. We're gonna do a Google alert just so we get everything. Yes. And if you write to us and you don't hear uh, your name being mentioned, we try to mention absolutely everybody who comments or sends us anything. Mm-hmm. Um, send us another little reminder. Pop into yeah. our Instagram messages and just say, hey, I sent you an email. Check for it. Because we want to make sure we're recognizing all of you. The podcast is absolutely nothing without you guys and we want to make Mm -hmm. sure that you feel heard so thank you again to everybody who is listening and everybody who is writing to us we love it so much so to end this episode we're gonna focus on coffee and this episode is actually a very light coffee episode um i can see that yeah yeah. i mean boosty drank six (laughs) six beers but uh no we didn't seven seven oh yes seven 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 Well, Lorelai and Rory only had one cup of coffee each, and that's a little debatable because they were at Luke's Mm -hmm. diner, and the cups are already on the table, and the cups were empty. Hmm. So, like, we don't... Do we see them take sips of the coffee? Did they pick up the cups but not put them to their mouths? No. They're just kind of there. Yeah. Because Luke does have on his tables just the cups already there. Right, mm-hmm. um, but they are eating, so the assumption is that but they're going to be. Our rule is on-screen coffee. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, they didn't take a sip, and you know the cups were empty. I mean that that is also just like a TV thing. I mean, to be fair, the cups are almost exactly. Always that's empty, what I mean. It seems like yeah. Have so, we ever had a no coffee all around episode? We have, yeah. I, yes. Okay. I think our first two episodes this season mm-hmm. we didn't have any. Oh coffee. yeah, it was rough on the coffee front. So yeah, I guess yeah. a no a no coffee episode. Yeah. So debatably no coffee. We you can kind wow. of debate a, a cup, but no, I think we're gonna stick with no coffee because they didn't drink. It was a fun episode. Though. Oh yeah. Coffee count mm-hmm. always seems to be higher on stressful episodes. That is true. Yeah. And this was fun. Mm-hmm. This was this happy. was peacock pie. Come on, <laughs> Bracebridge dinner. <laughs> Well, guys, I love this episode, um, and I had a mm-hmm. lot of fun talking with you guys about it. I know that we took last week off, but um, just as a yes. rem- reminder, we're going to take every last Thursday off of a month, um, just to give us yeah. a little bit of peace of mind and stuff. But we hope you stick with us. Um, we are very grateful and appreciative, and I'm sorry that I sounded Always. like this today, but I have a missing tooth. You I sounded, thought you sounded great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you as always. We love you guys. Yes. We will see you next week. I was Sandra. I was Emily. And I was Jess. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Instagram or Twitter at town meeting pod or if you'd like to send us an email send it to town meeting pod at gmail.com
And if you'd like to toss us a couple bucks and support the podcast, find us on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.